0: I have the distinct honor to have a passion and have the opportunity to impact the world, right? So I can't get caught up in all the hoopla.
1: Welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. episode, I sit down with Darius Northern, an entrepreneur, owner, and creative director of People of Color Clothing. In this conversation, we discuss the lifestyle changes that kick-started Darius's transformation and how his college experience ignited his passion and purpose to create equity and equality for people of color worldwide. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence.
0: So how do you feel about Tyler, the creator of the album? <laughs> or the, did you go back into... I started with a... I watched this Hot 9-7 interview with uh, Ebro in the Morning. And I was like, you know what? Let me, I think he, he mentioned like Jill Scott, Eric Badu, Vivian Green, people I used to listen to when I was young. Mm-hmm. I had no business listening to them in middle school. But for some reason, I was just a soulful kid. So I'm like, damn, I, I understand Tyler in that sense. Mm-hmm. So now I was like, you know, like, let me let me get his music a try. And I started with Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Igor. And then I listened to his latest joint. And I'm just like, yo, he, he's different. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think over the summer, Freddie Gibbs, or last summer, Freddie Gibbs had Tyler, the creator, on his EP. I'm like, what is Freddie Gibbs and Tyler, the creator, doing making music together? So I'm like, the respect is there. From an industry standpoint, so I just I just got catch up. So Mm. started with Flower Boy. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a this is nice. Like it's (laughs) it's a vibe. And then Igor was just more of like Flower Boy on steroids. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I really like this. And his latest album, it's like, okay, I'm a fan.
1: Yeah, Igor is tough. Like Igor is is. freaking awesome. But like I like I remember when he came out on I think it was like the MTV Music Awards when he came out. Um, well he didn't come out like he had a a little person come out with a (laughs) with a with a green face mask on like rapping for him and that was like Odd Future's very first like foray into like the public sphere outside of like the underground cult music Mm -hmm. type of scene like this was like their first performance and Tyler was rapping like behind stage and then he had like a black little person out here <laughs> rapping and it's like the the wildest the yeah, wildest yeah, 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 stunt yeah. like to 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 show out uh as an artist but uh i've never really followed him like throughout the years it's like he he did like i i appreciate who he is and what he does mm. and he said something in that interview that you're referencing with ebro that like the reference point that people like are gravitating towards certain music mm-hmm. or is different so it's like you can judge him but like oh, yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. he gravitate towards chord progression and like the real music mm-hmm. behind behind these tracks but while like the mass public is only keying in on like these certain type of bpms like these certain type of tones and, and melodies that are really simple in the grand scheme of oh, yeah, of music sure. and and yeah. Tyler's more of like like a conductor for an orchestra rather than just like a fucking like beat maker. Like yeah, he yeah, he yeah. goes really really deep. But yeah. yeah, I appreciate him. But I I just I just haven't like locked in like even like the the new DJ drama like mixtape oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I haven't even yeah, gone yeah. in on it. I've been it's listening tight. to the same thing over
2: yeah. and over and when over I heard, again. When I
0: heard drama come in in the intro, I was like, okay, he got to be spitting bars. Like mm-hmm. this is you can't have DJ drama on anything and not be like and that thing not be prolific. Yeah. So like when I heard drama, I was like, okay, wow. Like he took he's he's taking it th- And then so so like I'm only two, three weeks in with Tyler the Creator, but like seeing the the growth from Flower Boy to Igor to now, you know, the joint, joint with drama is like wow, like he's he's on to something. And then it's just crazy like telling people that I listen to him and but like, oh I I used to listen to him in middle school or I used to listen to him back in the day or whatever. And it's just like to see him like kind of grow with his music too it's like mm-hmm. a almost almost like a metaphor for life like he's growing like not now we seeing more of the composer side of him versus just the crazy wild side you know mm-hmm. what i mean and so mm-hmm. i think that's really dope yeah and just like like i said i never really ta- listened to or mess with tyler the creator just because of the, the wild antics and stuff and i'm more of like a soulful dude but like
2: just he's uh yeah he's dope he's a dope artist yeah yeah I can see it's that. Like, yeah, I can see it's that. like Pharrell's little brother or Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of the world. Yeah. Ooh, go back to <laughs> to home. Like, where's
0: home for you, Darius? Uh, born in Nashville, Tennessee. Raised just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in Norcross. And uh, moved to Oregon in 2016 and i've been here ever since Mm -hmm. so what was home like um i mean the south is is way different than the pacific northwest of course um but south is just like i mean home home for me as i grew as i was growing up and you know becoming more more mature and stuff I realized like everything was the same like my aunties were doing the same things my cousins was doing the same things my uncles was doing the same things so i think that was like the seed that kind of started the like the redundancy of home was like that prompt to get me out of the south and get me to the west coast Mm -hmm. so um home is is of course home is comfortable and i always um i had a drunk friend tell me one day she was like i really like being uncomfortable and i was like what like what are you talking about? And she just started talking about, like, these isms in life and stuff. And I'm just like, all right, that's dope. And I just kind of took that drunk conversation with her and just kind of made it the, the, the foundation for my life. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm really comfortable home at home. Like, I got my auntie up the street, my cousin, my everybody. You know, we family gatherings. We all doing the same thing every holiday. Um, but I'm like, I, I want to get uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. I really want to like push myself to be that cousin that lives in Oregon, you know, versus like you know everybody that lives in the same area. So sure. home is comfortable. Home is sweet tea. Home is fried chicken. Home is who makes barbecue. the fried chicken? Uh, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. But I think I'm I'm one of two vegans in the family now. So three. There's three of us now.
1: You converted them.
0: I was the first. And that was the process of me becoming uncomfortable. Um, and the, the, I guess to see that kind of planted the idea of organ in my head was like my diet and wanting to be different and seeing the chronic disease happening in my community. And then from there, it was just like, all right, I'm doing the whole vegetarian thing. And then uh, I think my sister had a scare with diabetes. And then she just went cold turkey vegan. So we had a whole conversation about that. And then my cousin, um, he's low-key vegan too. So it's like... I don't know it just takes that one person and the dominoes just fall but and the south it's kind of hard to be that because it's such like a the culture the food culture the you know sports culture sports culture (laughs) like all of that so it's like it's hard to be that in the south but it's changing though um and i think like oregon at the time on paper aligned with like my diet my dietary aspirations and
2: stuff like that so Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and and becoming uncomfortable that was the very first thing or did oh, yeah, you
2: experiment sure. with other
1: things
0: i think um i did a little bit of time in the military and uh i saw the same redundancy in the military as well people doing the same thing knowing what my life was going to be like 20 years from now you know what i'm saying like married kids this rank driving this car making this amount of money and i'm like all right that's redundant so like no so uh I think you know my diet was the first thing to be like, all right, this is different. Like nobody's doing this around me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Um, I had to scare myself with diabetes. I was pre-diabetic, and I kind of like whip me into shape. And then um, I don't know. I was just like, yo, I want to do I want to do something different. And I think my diet kind of got me into agriculture, right? So um, you know, wanting to attend a school that had a good act program. So. Um, that just opened my my mind up to Oregon State, and Oregon State was just on my radar. Um, and I visited a ton of schools with the exception of Oregon State, um, but I ended up choosing Oregon State just because, mm-hmm. you know, again, my diet and that being, like, the thing that kind of started me on the course of, like, you know, I'm a vegetarian. Then it was like, okay, I want to get into agriculture because I want to I wanna be able to learn agriculture make it cool and then translate it to my people back mm-hmm. in back in tennessee so that was the goal was like to come here become something learn something learn the food culture in oregon and then you know bottle that up and then take that back to the south so if there's people like me that want to go vegan want to go you know vegetarian i can speak that language and i can provide you resources so mm-hmm. yeah that's how everything started wow. yeah, like how old are you at that, that time I don't, I don't remember my age. Um, it was like a year before I got out the military in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just used to eat a lot of ice cream. I ain't going to catch <laughs> like, I just love ice cream. And, um, yeah, I would I would eat ice cream and then go play basketball for four hours after work. And that was like my uh-huh. thing. Um, but, yeah, once he told me that, I immediately start thinking of my family members, like, opening up the, you know, you go to your auntie's house and you see the little uh, insulin bottle or whatever. She see the little insulin bottle in a, in the refrigerator. So I just that instantly came in my mind. I was like, I don't wanna be that. Like, I just can't that that's not about to be my life. Wall, so I, I did, I idea. did. There's
1: all these examples around you. For sure.
0: It's like, go, it's like, yeah. <laughs> we have like uh, most of the same genes. So For sure, so man. It's all and obesity is crazy in the like, South. Yeah. It's it's super crazy. So I was just like I seen the writing on the wall and i was like you know what cold turkey i'm about to switch it up right here Mm -hmm. right now so and Mm -hmm. then
2: again that was just that domino effect you know so Mm.
0: experienced i could definitely i didn't feel as bloated and i didn't feel as tired after i ate so Mm -hmm. like i could eat and then go enjoy my day versus like you know eating red meat eating these heavy these heavy things, and then my body having to take longer longer time to digest that mm-hmm. um I felt that difference and then I just felt a little i don't know my skin cleared up um i drunk i i uh, instead of drinking soda and stuff I stopped drinking soda um I just prioritized like healthier things so healthy alternatives mm-hmm. um drinking water was like my my thing I was running um it just it was just a domino effect once you start like acknowledging what you put into your body, um, eating more fruit versus candy. Um, once you, once you realize what you're putting in your body, uh, it's just a domino effect, right? So then you want to drink more water. You want to use organic products. You want to use, you know, organic products on your skin, you know? So it's, it was just a domino effect. And, um, just, I don't know that, that scare, that, that thing just really prompted me to,
2: to change everything. -hmm. I think I've expressed on this. Growth Mm -hmm. is like, because I experienced meditation. That was Mm -hmm. the first time that I'm. Growth that happens like, because of that, because of making a decision and,
1: and choosing, like, a certain lifestyle, and then I, I figured, like, oh, like, I can do that with, like, food as well, and, and mm-hmm. I, f- I felt those same exact things of being able to, like, not have to take, like, a, a digestion break after I <laughs> eat things. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I can hop over here, I can hop over there. Um, early on, uh, before, like, doing vegetarianism for, like, these, like, maybe, like, a three-month stint or something like that before I go back um was intermittent fasting like that was like the kind of like the start of kind of just being more conscious of when i ate and what i ate at the same time and yeah. and fasting until like noon and having like a specific time window from like noon to like 6 or 7 p.m. and it's like all right you can eat in this window but you're fasting for the rest of the time and and just being just aware of like what is happening right now like these last couple of weeks i've been uh kind of going on like a food rampage like like (laughs) like no like no lie just like i i realized that i was i released a couple of podcasts about like uh like sex and shame and emotions and all that kind of stuff and i think it brought up a lot for me Mm -hmm. and i'm definitely an emotional eater so like it it was so wild because it's like after like i released those and i'm like processing and thinking about these things about my childhood and just relational dynamics and stuff and just like uh like being like a single dude just like alone like with not a lot of uh uh places to to express oneself outside of obviously like this podcast but mm-hmm. but i've realized i was like oh fuck i'm eating like late like i'm making yeah, like yeah, yeah, sausages yeah. and shit <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, eggs yeah. and like kimchi and just like just stuffing myself like yeah. with all this stuff but like, i i realize like where it's coming from so i'm able to to condense that window um with the awareness not like create like a lifestyle of like oh i don't even know why i'm eating at these times like i can Mm. i can pinpoint why i'm doing these behaviors and with the awareness you can kind of like cut it off at a certain point you're like all right you gave yourself that that little time but now you can get back into another space so i guess always creating a space of um accepting where you're at but then Switching and and changing. Um, so at Oregon State, did you major in agriculture? I did.
0: I switched my major like maybe five or six times, realistically. But yeah, I started out in ag. Mm-hmm. And then what did you transition into? Well, whole well the whole I started ag and then from ag I went to business. From business I went to entrepreneurship. From entrepreneurship I went to ag business. From ag business I went to. Supply chain management. And then from supply chain management, I went to public health.
2: So I'm Pretty in, much, yeah. 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 yeah, the weird thing is,
0: is like, I used to be, uh, I used to wake up every morning and I used to put these index cards in my wall. Um, and I was like building a wall with index cards and it was like the discipline of waking up every day. Having something on my mind that I wanted to like instill in myself putting it on an index card and then putting it on the wall so I see it every day so like I was li- like literally building a business um through like my my journal and this wall so when I took business classes, it was like so I'm like Yo, I can learn this on YouTube like mm-hmm. like why am i taking or why am I spending tuition money spending you know on on uh on business classes when i can just get on youtube and you know check out youtube university for free and get free games so i was like yeah i'm trying to do this business thing but this ain't really working and i didn't really like my class dynamics and then um i switched to act business um because i was like i, I want to i need to learn the agriculture business side of things right if i'm gonna do business let's do ag business i can't learn that on youtube but it's just like a bunch of legacy farmers in there, like, mm-hmm. like you know, the the chicks that wear the white threading on the jeans and the cowboy boots, and mm-hmm. the guys with the the hats, and the, they're wearing the collared shirts every day to class, and I'm like, yo, this is not, and this is right around Trump time, mm-hmm. and I'm build like, build that wall, yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, this, <laughs> You're is like, I got a different wall in mind, <laughs> exactly, exactly, and I'm just like, yo, this ain't the vibe, and then I'm the only black person in there. Um, and my professor, like, I can tell, like, when I asked my professor a question, I can tell, like, I made him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't really know how to talk to me. Um, mm-hmm. So, he made it weird. So, I was like, forget it. I'm going a, I'm to a go back to business. So, I did supply chain management, what I did in the military. And I was like, you know what? Forget the ag aspirations. Like, I'm just going to just sell out, yeah, tap into the six figures, tap into my military experience, and, you know, do supply chain management. That comes easy. Um but then it was just like I think I went on a date with somebody and they was telling me about that major which was public health. And um and she was like giving me like, yeah, we learned about this, we learned about that, we learned about this. And it took me back to like my diet. It took me back to like mm. why I moved to Oregon in the first place and all the thing that all the things that they were learning. So I was like, you know what? This I'm a, this I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my major to public health. I'm gonna go get an internship at a um at an organic garden, a, or it was like an organic gardening thing, Opportunity in Corvallis, and I'm going to do that. So I did that for two years, and then I switched to uh, public health. So I'm, like, getting the information, and I'm getting the tools that I need by, like, volunteering my time. So it was just like, all right, this is, I'm going to close out my college career like this, and I'm not going to switch my major again
2: because it, like, set me back. <laughs> like, it set me back, like, a year, year and a half, like, switching all them time.
1: your diet and all those things like how did those all culminate into your current
0: expression of people of color uh i think it was more so like the environment at oregon state i thought like moving here i thought oregon was going to be like from a social standpoint i thought it was going to be like like a certain vibe like a certain like inclusiveness and it is that if you're like a queer white person moving to oregon trying to find your freedom it's like organ is perfect like it's absolutely perfect like you can come here and just be whoever the hell you want can we cut here? yes all right you can be whoever the fuck you want um but when you're when you're black moving here it just it's different and i didn't anticipate like the lack of diversity so like going from major to major you know being around like the frat kids and the sorority girls and being around you know the legacy farmers being around um being around, like, the the athletes in certain majors, like, everybody has a certain vibe. You know what I'm saying? The learning environment has a certain vibe. So, like, I think that really, that experience really ignited the brand. Um, and it just so happens that I know a little bit about business. I know a little bit about agriculture. I know a little bit about, you know, public health. And I guess, you know, my experience holistically at Oregon State kind of laid the foundation for, um me accidentally starting
2: the POC brand. Yeah. Or at times, lack of diversity, but finding mm-hmm. a... mm mm-hmm. Like what the messaging is, and yeah. what the what is the impact of people of color that you see?
0: So the brand started out, I think oh, oh sixteen maybe no, it was two thousand seventeen, two thousand seventeen, um, and I was just really frustrated. I had somebody, people would ask me if I play football, if I play basketball, if I ran a track, and I'm like, bitch, we don't even have a track team. Like, why are you <laughs> asking me if I run track at Oregon <laughs> State? Like, there's no male track team. So, like, um, people, but people just wanted me to justify my presence there. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here? And, or, and and why are you here and in what way can you entertain me, basically, right? So, it's like, um, do you play football? Do you play basketball? Do you run fast? And I'm just like, no, I'm just a regular black student. Um, and that was going to be my first shirt. Like, I'm a regular black student. I am not an athlete. And, um, but anyway, to, to take it back a little bit. Me and my cousin's on the phone, and I think Andre Iguadala got fined for saying the word nigga in an interview or something like that. And my cousin just like, he just went on a rant. And I'm just like, damn, bro, I wish I would have recorded that. And I used to record my conversations on my phone with my uncle because I have a crazy uncle who just says the most outlandish things. and He needs a, he needs a sitcom. But I record him um, just so we can laugh about it later. But I was like, damn, I wish I would have recorded that, man. That rant was like epic. And um, I was like, man, I would have recorded that and put it on a shirt. And that became my punchline. Like, put it on a shirt. You say something witty, I'll oh, put that on a shirt. And then, you know, I'm thinking about my experience at Oregon State. And I'm like, it's some shit I want to put on a shirt. Like, to mm-hmm. let these people know, like, I'm just a regular black student and stop staring at me. Like, st- like it's it's making me uncomfortable. So I'm like, hmm, how can I make these people feel what I'm feeling? So I got on YouTube figured out how to make shirts, and then going into my junior year, I start making, putting stuff on the back of my shirts. And I put it on my back because, like, when people look at me, they look at me, then look away. Like, they look at me, look down. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're female, male, or whatever, old, young, whatever. So I'm like, but if my back is turned to them, they can just see my back and just be cool. Like, there's no intimidation factor. And mind you, like, I'm 6'4", my hair was super crazy. Like, it was like, I was, I look, I don't know, I just look weird um, or crazy um but anyway um so i put everything on the back and i sat right in the front row of every single class and right in front of the professor um so people w- had to see my shirt mm-hmm. and i just start putting provocative statements on there um one of the first shirts was uh <laughs> your daughters want to date us and your sons want to be us um and then my second shirt was talking about white privilege and then my third shirt was talking about uh what does it mean to be white? How often do you think about it? And how would how would your life be different if you weren't? And then after class, people would come up to me like, Yo, where'd you get that shirt from? Or like, bro, like, I don't even remember what the professor said because I was thinking about the questions on your shirt or something like that. And I'm like, okay, this is dope. So people would ask, you where you get it, where you get it, where you get it, and I would always be like, Oh, my homie Jeron in New York, he makes them. Um, he don't make them for nobody though, so you can't get one. Cause I was just like, When you make art, and not art, but when you make something, sometimes you're like you kind of hesitant to let people know because you oh, don't yeah. want people to, like, shit on your stuff. So I'm like, yeah, my friend and you know, Wyoming makes this, man. Like, I can't. Small batch. Yeah, yeah, yeah small batch <laughs> organic. Only, man. No <laughs> website, no nothing, man. Like, I can't. But then, like, people, the community at Oregon State, the people that were regular students, you know what I'm saying? People, Hispanic, ethnically ambiguous, women who wear hijabs. Like, people wanted to express themselves the way I was doing it. So I was like, all right. It was one guy who would just not take no for an answer. Um, and he wanted your daughters want to date us and your sons want to be us. Um, which I came up with. I think my cousin may have came up with that or I came up with that. But it was apropos because I went into a pizza parlor. And I had like, I had these white girls staring at me like lustfully thinking I was an athlete. And then I had, it was another table of white guys listening to the Migos with they had backwards. And I'm like. The heck, <laughs> so I'm like, so your daughters want, yeah, what your daughters want to date is, and your sons want to be is. I'm like, hmm, let's put that on a shirt, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I sold him that one, and he loved it. And before I knew it, I had like 80 people requesting shirts because he went out to parties and he was just like, yo, yo, video my shirt, video the back of my shirt, mm-hmm. and then uh, he would tag me. And then before I knew, I had 80 people trying to get that same hoodie, and I was like, okay,
2: um, I think I accidentally created something that's um. Turn into a business. So, yeah, mm, organically, yeah, mind, mm. what's what's and speaking for
1: a lot of people of color, like things that we like want to say verbatim yeah, yeah. to their face and be like, yeah. yo, like this is what it is. And and, yeah. uh,
0: I think I wanted to I wanted to walk that fine line between like being provocative, but not disrespectful. Like I wanted to like let you know I wanted you to see white privilege on a shirt and then see like, you know, at its pinnacle, this is what white privilege is but then just keep it moving. Like, I didn't want to, like, hold you. I didn't want to create, like, a like a negative response. Yeah, I like a confrontation. To, yeah, I wanted you to receive it, internalize it, you know, kind of disperse it around the people amongst you, around you, and then keep it pushing. So, like, I remember the first time I wore my white privilege shirt, well, maybe the third time, because the first two times I didn't take my jacket off because I was, I was scared. <laughs> but uh, I think the first time I wore it, I was here in Portland, and I went to uh, some Ethiopian spot here in South, Southeast. And um, I walked out, and I forgot I had the shirt on. But I walked out, or homie, the homie, the owner of the restaurant saw my shirt. He loved it. Was taking pictures of it and stuff. And then uh, I walked out. You know, I'm I'm on cloud ten. I'm like, all right, somebody gets my shirt. And then I walk out, and then these three white ladies get behind me. And he's like, oh my god, look at his shirt. And she like taps her home girl, like, look at his. Oh, take a picture of that and it just her tone like really like off put me and i'm like damn she's not receiving my shirt the way i want her to receive it like her tone lets me know like she's offended but i'm like you know what like i could be on to something because i want people to have like that visceral not visceral but i want them to have a reaction that's like dang like i never thought of that or i don't think of, because as people of color, we have to think about our identity all the time. When I walk into a restaurant, it's like, all right, let me look, hands on my pocket, hands on my pocket, hood off, you know, let me, you know, look presentable or whatever, like look less intimidating. Mm. Um, But for white people, they just kind of, they get to go through life not really thinking about identity. And with my brand, I I, I was like, you know, I can create those moments to where like I can create that awareness. I can conjure up conversation and I can get people thinking about like their, their conscious behavior. So mm-hmm. I'm like that's my goal. Like though like if my if my shirt doesn't do those three things it, it's not going to be a part of the collection. Like I really want you to see my shirt, receive my shirt, internalize my shirt and then disperse it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like talking to somebody beside you or taking a picture of it. So it's it's a it's a unique experience in that way and I think like I really tried to make the brand an experience and try to make it inclusive, make it as inclusive as possible. So even choosing a name um you know, we, me and my cousin were going back and forth with names, and I was like, you know, let's do people of color. He was like, yo, let's do people of color with you." We was always going to do with a black experience, but I'm like, that's just capping it to us. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody. I think I was taking a class at the time. I'm like, yo, everybody's dealing with shit. Like, everybody. Like, you know, Trump is talking about building a wall. You know, you still got that um, post nine eleven business terrorism talking. You know what I'm saying? That they're dealing with... Um, You got ethnically ambiguous people, you know, getting asked about their identity every five minutes. You got, you know, biracial people trying to figure out, like, what side they fit on. And it's just, like, we have so many people, so many issues with under the cloak of people of color. Like, I'm like, let's try to hit them all. Mm -hmm. Like, let's try to find something that people can connect to. Let's try to find pieces of content to where people can, like, you know, it's us, unity in the front, but in the back, let's get specific. Like, Mm -hmm. let's try to create that awareness that conversation in those moments for people to examine examine
2: themselves so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just like a normal
1: dude. I'm <laughs> yeah. dope. I'm dope as fuck. But yeah, yeah. like, I'm not here to entertain you. It's yeah. like, yes, I have these words and I have this look and, and it's just like my natural being. It's myself. But it's like, this isn't here to, to entertain you at all. And, and that, sure. that whole, uh, I guess, like idea is like ingrained in a whole population of people that look at us as. Because they only,
0: bro, when you look at black people as a whole. White people only see us doing extraordinary things, right? Yeah. So even like the Blazers, like as much as this city loves the Blazers, ninety percent of the team is black. Mm-hmm. The face, the two faces of the team is Dame Lillard, CJ, black. You look at the Lakers, black. You look at the track team, black. You mm-hmm. look at the Seattle Seahawks, black quarterback, black running back, like black. You look at the Dallas Cowboys, black. Like mm-hmm. so, like white people when they they only see us doing extraordinary things. So I feel like, and that even, I feel like that perception, that that energy, that visualization even perpetuates itself into like, um, you know, police and, and, you know, black men encountering one another and, you know, them thinking like, oh shit, like I only see this guy jump high. I only see this guy doing strong things. I only see this guy running fast. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm all, I'm threatened. So my hand is on my gun. So I feel like. That energy perpetu- per- 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 perpetuates itself in so many different areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that dopeness that we have. Like, it's just. Yeah. And
2: that's like your work. It's like yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about all it. These yeah. White kids that, yeah. Uh, like Lollapalooza. Coachella. You're not the yeah. one on this- For sure. Don't. Yeah. Like, conduct you're you're not Tyler, the
1: creator at Lollapalooza. Yeah. If you're not him, then you're just like some nobody. And, and I, think I think he said
0: that in the interview too. He was like, I wanted to make something for like all the little white girls to sing while I'm like on stage. And I'm like, it's kind of funny you say that, but like, even No Name says something like, yo, like, I'm gonna stop performing because I don't see black people at my shows. Like, mm. and it's just, and again, it's like they, we, we only do extraordinary shit music, sports entertainment like it's just mm-hmm. dancing it's
2: like yeah, I don't know, know. yeah yeah <laughs> for I sure think like, I think I think well it's like yeah Yeah, for once. <laughs>
0: yeah, I tell people I say all you gotta do is put on the POC shirt, show up, and let the shirt do its job. Like, mm-hmm. and it has like, like I remember feeling like I had an aura. I wear the shirt so many times now, like I don't. It's kind of it's kind of like dr- drinking coffee. You just become numb to it. But like, there's a certain aura that I have when I wear certain pieces. Like I walk into a room, and I know I got POC on my chest, and people like okay. And then I turn around and they're like, okay. It's like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, no, it's man. like, it,
2: it's an experience, yeah, and I it, love it, that you know, part. I've been mm. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sensitive and yeah. <laughs> sensitive
1: yeah 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 (laughs) i like how you put that yeah yeah gym i'll be like wearing it and it's like let alone like what the back of the shirt says like like i have one that says immigration is beautiful and like that's like the more like toned down ones it's like you have one that says like the fbi killed mlk and Malcolm x and and just going down (laughs) like that list but but i definitely like feel a certain energy and ownership of my blackness when I am wearing your shirt in, in, in every space. And and
0: it's something that I'm very like conscious of. Yeah. I think it's dope. I think it's, it's done. And especially just being in a room full of like a room full of white people and knowing like I'm about to go into a white space, whether it's a meeting or classroom setting or whatever, knowing that I have on POC, like, and then hearing like the, you know, like, or even being in line at a coffee shop or Mm -hmm. whatever, and hearing the conversation kind of stop mm-hmm. when they realize my the what I have on the back of my shirt. <laughs> like I just love that feeling. Like I love that feeling of turning around and seeing somebody turn your blush red and like looking at me and looking down
2: like yeah. well, it's just, now it's like they know how we feel though. Yeah. Like, now it's- mm. yeah and that's what people have done
1: mm-hmm. just globally around the world with colonialism and yeah, yeah. like raping, murdering and stealing and and like propping yourselves up, yeah, yeah. propping <laughs> yourselves up like don't you have any conscience like don't exactly. you have any real any like like recollection of this like what the hell is going on right here and that's what that's how like kind of how what it feels like being a black man walking through the world when you see like like blood on your hands but it's like for them they don't see the blood it's like invisible to them it's like you're like you're holding the weapon of of oppression in the line of the coffee shop and i got it like it's like if they're wearing like a shirt but their hands are like stained with blood and i'm just like oh my gosh like Like you are the people who have done these atrocities, but I'm supposed to sit here and act like nothing ever happened. Like everything's great. But then when you're fucking wearing a cotton Mm t-shirt and it's triggering the same response that I have when I'm just going to get groceries and it's like, Oh, what do you know? You get to, you get to experience a little brief little glimpse as to what it is to be me. Yeah, A brief glimpse. And it's not even like you get to, erase it from your memory. It's not in your DNA. Mm-hmm. It's something that lives in your
0: mind, but not in the cells of your body. Yeah, I think that's... What, and even thinking about, like, beyond just being like a black male, just think about Native Americans. Like, the, the ground that we walk on is just like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's wild. Like, you got to think about how many Native Americans were here, the land that they established. The fact that they, wa- they welcomed the Europeans in with open arms, taught them certain things, and taught them how to cook. And, you know, hey, what is this? Oh, this is corn. Like, mm-hmm. this is how we grow it. This is how we do this. This is how we do this. And, like, in return, it's like, okay, we're going to give you blankets. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, and those blankets have certain things on them that you're not... Your body is not privy to, so it's just like it started there. Have you seen Exterminate the Brutes on HBO? I, I started watching. I started. I watched like, the first and second episode, yeah, it and it was like kind of. Episodes, and I was like, oh, yeah, it was oh, a bit much. It's like we just- oh Lord, like we're about to go somewhere. That- yeah. <laughs> the, the scene where they like he was talking to the native tribal leader or whatever, and then he just like pulls out the gun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Okay, yeah. Let me. I paused it there, and I was like, all right. Let me uh turn off my cell phone, shut my door, make sure I have no distractions, cause this is about to get real, mm-hmm. and like exterminate the brutes is like it's pretty dry, it's kind of hard to digest, mm-hmm. but like the information that he's putting out and just like the visuals, it's just like it's humbling, mm-hmm. like it's super humbling, and just like going back to Africa and seeing how you know people conquested the world using religion, um, it's just, it's it's crazy, man. Like the world we live in is, it's it's crazy, and then the fact that we're called minorities is, is wild to me. Like it's just I don't know, it's wild. Like there's nothing minor about us. Like, like we literally we're we're the dominant force on on the globe. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we have European people, from a continent one of the smallest continents, telling us that we're minor. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? And it's just like it's small things it's small things yeah um, it's
1: just like the effectiveness of like the of like that whole plan mm-hmm. it's just like y'all noticed that you're weaker mm-hmm. and didn't have what what we had yeah and literally like pl- like brainstormed together while, while say, everybody else is kind of just like living their say, best life and just i will say good. Though,
0: <laughs> racism and like white supremacy is it, it's like an impeccable program. They left no stone unturned. Yeah. Even down from like Angel Cake being vanilla and Devil's Cake being chocolate. Like, it's just a black cat. Like, you know, black cat is bad luck. You know, being black bald. And yeah. Like, they just bro. like, they left no stone unturned. And like, yeah. sometimes when I'm working and doing what I'm doing and I'm like curating for information or curating for like content or whatever or exposing myself to content, it's like, sometimes I just have to sit back and I'm just like, okay, it's pretty fucked up, but the, the extent that they go, is like, it's, it's almost impeccable. Like, it's like, it's an, it's a system that where they left no stone unturned from mm-hmm. laws to, to color, to, to just the, the, the visuals that we see and the perceptions that we hold and the, it's just, it's an impeccable system, mm-hmm. like white, like I don't know who created it, who's behind it, but like they did an impeccable job. Yeah, they did a great job. Like yeah. just, but just like
1: <laughs> we're commending white yeah. supremacy and racism, but it's <laughs> only just... on opening present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. But it is like a like it's just passed down and taught, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, like that's the whole thing. It's just like it was a team effort. A team. It continues it a, to be a team effort a, yeah, to this day. And yeah. It's like the, like the slick ways that it continues it to does. be perpetuated and 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 cast upon as like oh, I'm just ignorant, I don't know any better like type of thing, yeah. and
0: just like while the, you're wallowing in like the white privilege, and yeah, exactly, and knowledge like even I feel like I meet people and they be like I'd be like, oh, where you stay? I'd be like oh, I still stay in Corvallis, and I'd like oh where you stay? I stay in Gresham I' be like oh, like that's a that's a bar within itself, like I live in Gresham now, I used to live up in north northeast but now I live in Gresham. Mhm. It's like that's I mean that's gentrification, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a statement in Portland that like it's it's a, it's a small it's a small line but for me it, it it impacts me because I know like why you live in Gresham. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's small things like home ownership. Um it's just like I said they left no stone unturned, bro.
1: Yeah, well people of color is definitely there to yeah. Shift and, and progress and, and <laughs> rip
0: out the heart of <laughs> oppressive systems worldwide. Yeah. But the uh, the ultimate goal with the brand is just uh, equity. You know what I'm saying? Unity, solidarity, awareness, and equity are progressing towards equity. I want to be able to build up the community of people of color who are passionate about um equity, passionate about awareness, passionate about some of the things that I put on these shirts. In um, creating space and making room for conversation, to ultimately make the room for change, which is the caveat for equity, which is the appetizer for equality. So, like that's the that's the goal. And I always tell people, like, I want to be out of business ten years from now. If I'm still doing this ten years from now, like there's, like there's something wrong in right. society. So, um, so, my dream job is the post office, man. Yeah. yeah. You, you look like you could you could be at the post office, yeah, bro. bro. I want I want the whole fit. I want to drive Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> so like <laughs> I put, put the put the lotion on your legs yeah. in the morning, every yeah. single morning. Exactly, bro. I'm <laughs> the high be, socks. Yes, man. Okay. So ten years from now, I yeah. want POC to be out of business. I want I want more equitable resources in society. Um, I wanna be on I want us to be as as a nation. As as the United States of America, I want us to be on the cusp of equality. Um, and I want to be applying at the post office. Like, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's my 10-year vision. It's just, like, building POC up to where, like, we have so many different avenues. And we're creating, like, an economic base for people. We're providing jobs for people beyond T-shirts. Like, T-shirts is laying the foundation, of course. But I want to... Um, you know, a POC, a people of color daycare. I want a people of color long care service. I want a people of color um, cleaning service. I want a people of color um, entertainment, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna be in so many different avenues. POC cafe, coffee shop. Like, mm-hmm. I wanna be in so many different things. Where like the logo, the name, um, is just synonymous with opportunity, solidarity, and providing those opportunities for people to like tap in. Um, from a business standpoint. From a job standpoint, from an equity standpoint, from establishing themselves standpoint, um, a POC community center like I just want I want POC to be so multifaceted and so like diverse economically, um, gender wise, ethnic wise, nationality wise that it's just it's gonna be hard to like define POC. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Without saying like this POC is what we need in society. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As a brand, so that's the goal. Um, that's the goal, bro, oh yeah what are the some of the
1: I guess like early on uh I don't wanna say challenges, but things that that need to be done to to allow your vision to become manifest fully, like some of the things that you're noticing now, like whether that's
0: uh like support or awareness or or what not see lie. I won't lie when I first started. I remember telling somebody, like, yo, I'm about to have 100,000 followers by the summertime. I'm about to be doing this. Because I really thought my brand was just going to blow up um, overnight. But it's just, like, being a business owner and then being an activist, a low-key activist on top of that, it's a grind. Um, So some of the challenges that I face is just, like, of course, like, not having the knowledge and having to, like, you know, when I'm on YouTube University or YouTube, Um, And hearing people say certain terms and researching those terms and seeing, you know, certain the way, you know, people, you know, learning LLC, which I knew what an LLC was, but learning um, the difference between the LLC, uh, tax corp, learning, you know, paying taxes and learning those type of things from a business side uh, side point. Um, And then dealing with a distracted consumer. Um, It's kind of hard to like, you know, be promoting and establishing a brand when you got so many people starting clothing brands, so many people doing this. Um, and I've just kind of learned like not to compare myself to other brands, you know what I'm saying, and not get caught up in age, and not get caught up in all that stuff that society tries us to. Uh, you got to do this by this age. You got to do this by this age. You got to do this. You got to have that. And I'm just allowing myself to live and learn and just keep growing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Establishing
1: like a worthy goal is something oh, yeah, that's sure. so fucking important, and something that I found like recently too. Mm-hmm. like it took it took a while but like ever i think everyone kind of goes through life with like oh i got to be a millionaire before 24 yeah, i'm like bro. yo that's like, it like, it a a like that. wo- that's like a 1% type yeah. of thing and that's not even like a worthy goal it's like what are you giving once i switched to like what can i give mm-hmm. um that's kind of like where like the pressure kind of fell away and it's just yeah. like being okay with like i'm grateful that i get to just learn and grow and Mm. that's basically like the whole mo of behind opening presence and it's it's like my whole ethos is like addressing the the limitations that you were given by your parents and through your experiences Mm -hmm. and working through meditation to create awareness to allow yourself to have a different make different decisions in your life so whether that's choosing diet or choosing what types of relationships i enter- entertain it's like just constantly being in that mode of i have power over this situation right now and mm-hmm. i'm choosing to grow i'm choosing to to read these certain books i'm choosing to start a business and and take it slow and and sure. really embodying the learning rather than just yeah. kind of like like just referencing things and not really internalizing yeah, the yeah. things that i'm learning along the way it's like i want it to be like down packed within my my being and those things take time like yeah. once you once you like ac- accept that like yo, this is the long journey type of thing it's a slow then, cooker yeah it's a slow cooker and yeah. it's like yo i'm willing to i'm willing to to sit with it and and grow with it and i think the anxiety for immediate success subsides mm-hmm. from that and you're just like yo like i already know what i signed up for so yeah let's just do it the right way
0: um throughout it which is why I sat on that, been sitting on that, that video for three months. it's yeah, crazy, man. But it's, I mean, to your point, it's like we live in a microwave society. Everything's have, everything is happening fast. And then to, to compound that we're, we're a lot of people compare their chapter one to somebody's chapter 35. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're always comparing ourselves, whether it's, Oh, he did this by this age or she did this and she's, you know, in a relationship or she needed, I, I need to do this by this. And it's just like, no, like prepare your food just like cooking right you putting something in a in a a slow cooker you need to prepare it season it you know what i'm saying put it in the slow cooker and once it's done you taste it it may not be what you thought it was gonna be so you might have to go back to the drawing board and that's just kind of what i've learned like when i first started like i said like i had i'm like yo this gonna happen in six months like period and here i am on years two or three and it's like I've learned so like I cringe at myself when I look at old photos, when I look at old shirts, when I look at old pictures, I, I cringe because I'm like, I really thought this was the hottest shit at the time. And now like I'm on some I'm on another level. And I know my next level. Like I know what I want to do at my next level from a fashion standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm at this level right now and I have to like let this let this level do what it's gonna do. Yeah. From yes. a lesson standpoint, from a whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just gotta let it cook. You know what I'm saying? It's no need to like get in there, flip it, do this and do that and do this and try to, you know, uh, turn up the heat so I can catch up to this person and this brand. It's just like I'm supposed to be cooking at this temperature, and I'm I'm gonna let things simmer. Like, I'm gonna learn the lessons, and I'm gonna learn until it's time for me to move to that next level. So, yeah, man, it's it's that's what I learned, man. It's just like being humbled with experience. And letting life and let the letting the experience just breathe. Like Mm -hmm. letting it let letting it just you gotta you know I'm saying, nothing happens overnight. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens overnight. Yeah. And uh I learned that the hard way. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I I I appreciate the journey, man. Like it's been really cool. I've learned a lot about myself, a lot about society, a lot of a lot about business, a lot about taxes. (laughs) Um and a lot about tax exempts, you know what I mean? So, you uh. You get the G Wagon yet? Nah. Somebody <laughs> just put me, somebody sent me a TikTok about that the other day, but uh, I'm trying to get a Sprinter van. I wanna do like a national tour, speaking tour. Okay. Um, National speaking pop up tour at different colleges. So, we gotta get the Sprinter van. Wow. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Yeah. And not gonna... many brands can do that, but my brand is in like a, I don't oh, yeah. wanna say it's in a lane of its own on some like cocky shit, but. It is um it's dope i feel like i feel like poc is like that artist kind of like uh, mike capes mm-hmm. like really dope lyricist, like really dope like i listen to mike capes his latest project and i'm like yo this is dope but then it's like don't nobody want to hear that like don't nobody want to hear that conscious like rhapsody don't nobody want to hear common don't nobody want to hear kendrick mm-hmm. people want like the little uzis and a little this and a little the fast music they want the microwave music but like <laughs>
1: Microwave music. Yeah, I mean everybody wow. sound the
0: same. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody appreciate Tyler the Creator and mm-hmm. the, the 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 composition and the, the things that he yeah, does and, and the his passions and, and intention. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm that, and that's how I grind. It's like I'm. I feel like I'm Rhapsody in the context of like a clothing brand, to where like it, I'm dope. And I have bars. I can go bar for bar, word for word on some social. <laughs> but it's like, um, I know like I gotta hit people differently. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So
1: Yeah, the freedom to allow your mind to think of new like new ways. Like I would never have thought like, oh, speaking tour for like mm-hmm. a clothing brand that's obviously gonna expand into different places, mm-hmm. but like that's the type of like yes mentality that that you need to to create something new and see, and impactful.
0: Uh, it's like you're going straight to the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the dude? You mentioned him earlier. Uh it's like the spot at the table. Uh oh Claimer. Claimer. Uh, Claimer. Yeah, yeah, bima Yeah. Bima, yeah. I seen nah, I seen the little truck he built, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah, the like, little van. It's fresh. I know. It's the coldest thing in the I'm world. I'm like, that's man, that's inspirational. Right? Yeah, yeah they're doing his thing. And I'm like, yo, this is and I'm thinking of my tour. I'm like, yo I'm gonna get a sprinter van, but I'm gonna do what he did with yeah, his yeah, with the podcast studio. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about podcast studio, but like <laughs> the whole like customization is just like yeah, I think
1: it's clean. Yeah, that stuff's clean as, as fuck. I did a podcast with my buddy Danny who mm-hmm. owns a van shop. It's called Van Life Northwest. Mm-hmm. So they they have custom buildouts and all of that. That's like, dope. Yeah, they they're amazing like I, they're from like imported from Japan and, and mm. they go to like the shipping yard and like we we'll, we'll get like 6 of them at a time and they'll get like old Japanese ambulances and fire trucks and just oh, random vans and stuff and just kit them out and people just take them out yeah. like camping and
0: stuff. That but, sounds like such a Portland business, but, it's, but it, it totally <laughs> is. But it's just yeah.
1: finding your own like path within like navigating your own path and not being afraid to take a detour that you see fit. Yeah. Not looking around and like, oh, what did they do? Right, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same thing as them. Like there are like those standards to follow or whatnot, but it's like what differentiates you from Like the next person, like I've I've expressed many times on this podcast, like I'm trying to have like a freaking global lifestyle, like I'm a global dude. I remember. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to be in Australia doing Mm. the same thing at an Airbnb, like with with a famous surfer or something, and then just sitting and just like, all right, like now we're gonna go like like go have a barbecue at your uncle's house or something, and and be welcomed by their family or being in Thailand Mm. or being elsewhere. It's like this is meant to pick up and, and leave and, and spend time in other places teaching meditation around the globe, doing retreats and stuff. Um, but it's it's up to us to decide and to going back to claim claim a claim like the life that we want and yeah. and not being afraid to to put it out there and, and sure. to ruffle some feathers along the way, you know.
0: Yeah. I, I know for me like whenever I get discouraged or I see like I be seeing other brands just whizzing whizzing past me, you know what I'm saying? If whizzing past me with very simplistic outputs, and I'm like, dang. But I always go to the bread aisle, bro, at uh Freddy's, and I just look at all the bread brands, and mm-hmm. I'm like, if this bread company would have seen this bread company, and be like, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna make my bread because they already got this bread, and this bread company did the same thing, we wouldn't have 30 different variations of bread. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And to your point, it's just like, you can see what everybody else is doing, but just like that car company, like you kind of gotta deviate and kind of make your own niche. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you got whole grain, you got wheat, you got all these different types of bread, and everybody on this on the bread aisle, like they making bread. Yeah. Both literally <laughs> and figuratively, and it's just like it came back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like it's it's. I go there sometimes, and I'm just like. This bread company didn't let this bread company discourage him from making their bread. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like they all got the same idea. They just doing it in different ways. hmm And yeah. as a consumer, you get to pick, like, you know? And I think that's I mean, that's life. You can't get caught up in what other people doing.
1: Yeah, that's that's the reason why like so many people just don't even start. Like that's yeah, the saddest part in the thing world. Too, I yeah. I was part of that camp for the longest time, like where it's yeah, like life is too short. I have an idea and then I'm like, Oh well somebody else is doing yeah, it yeah. so I can't do it. Uh, life is like too that's short, bro. that that's a mentality that was like taught and I think a lot of people still have and like hopefully we can like help people get out of that mindset mm-hmm. it's like if you have an idea like go out and do it like i'm like everyone's cheerleader it's like yeah. when people tell me and i like if you if you tell me an idea like be prepared for me to push you yeah because sure. it's like I, I i'm yeah. always yeah. like if you if you have the nerve to tell me i'm gonna have the nerve to push you i'm gonna into, be your biggest fan yeah you ideas. but it's like but it's like i'll make you <laughs> feel uncomfortable because it's yeah. like that's what i tell people is like i just push people off ledges it's like yeah i push my i had to throw myself off the ledge once I like learned enough about myself, my limitations and obviously we're still doing that. Um, but like, once I threw myself off the ledge, I was like, Oh wait, like nobody, nobody can do it besides you, mm. but we can help each other get to that place. And yeah, like, if somebody said, I swear, if somebody says something like, I'm just like, yo, like what's the, what's the first thing that you can do along that journey? Mm. It's like, here it is. All right, cool. Like, if it's a podcast, it's like, oh, here's the equipment that I got. Oh, yeah, or you yeah, can yeah. just do it on your phone and yeah. upload it on
0: your phone. For sure. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. It's just I don't know, send them to the bread aisle, bro. Yeah, send them to the bread aisle. Send them to the bread aisle, <laughs> man. It's so many look. people doing it, but you can do it and have your niche yeah. and still be successful and yeah. still make bread. Yeah. That's why I say like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's like I'm proud of that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think the the one thing like w- that's how I shifted my feeling about like like seeming like flaws and whatnot like Mm -hmm. thinking like my flaws but it's like yo like your perceived flaws is something that nobody else can replicate so Mm -hmm. maybe that's your superpower that differentiates yourself from like nobody else can fuck up like i could fuck up so why don't i own that and differentiate myself from the pack Mm because it makes me special in owning learning creating that mindset of just owning everything that it is about us like that self-acceptance part yeah where it's like i i don't care what anybody else thinks about me like like fuck yeah. it who gives yeah. a shit
0: i hit that i hit that mark a while ago i just stopped giving a fuck like dress from a dressing standpoint from i mean i get my hair cut every week but like every everything week. but my 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 hairline it's just like I you just, got I don't an care. impeccable hairline
2: yeah, I every week, bro. <laughs>
0: every week, man. It's just like I'm gonna look busted, but my hairline gonna be a little crispy. But I like I just learned to stop caring, bro. And just like like I care to a certain extent, but it's just yeah. like I gotta let go of like what this person think, what this person think, what these people think, and I just gotta be me. And I gotta give what like I I have a d- the distinct honor to have a passion and have the opportunity to impact the world, mm-hmm. right? So I can't get caught up in all the hoopla. So I gotta I gotta get focused on and that's another reason I live in Corvallis. Is like, it's like there's no distractions. Like it's boring. But I love that. I need that. You know what I'm saying? I'm in my basement, knocking out shirts, bored. And I need that in my life right now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When I need to move to a big city, I will. But right now it's just like I'm doing my thing, not caring what people think. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's it's so important being an entrepreneur, being a creator, being somebody that's progressing towards something, like you just learn so much. You spend so much time by yourself that you just learn so much about yourself, whether you're a procrastinator, whether you this, where you don't, you're not timely. It's just like, I've learned so much being with myself every day. And I have to be like, Like, I have to wake myself up. I have to make my, like, I have to set myself. I got to do this by this time. I got to do this. I got to order this. I got to make this. I got to respond to this. I got to post this. You know what I'm saying? And that's just me putting the battery in my back versus just showing up to a 9 to 5 and just, like, your lunch break is at 11. You get off at 4. You come in at 7. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sounds like my nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, like, um, I love it. It's stressful. It's overwhelming. But I love it. Mm hmm Yeah, I realize, like, for me, like, action
1: comes in waves for Mm -hmm. me. Like, it's always just, like, this, like, like build up. Like, all of these things build up into, like, chance meetings and just, like, Mm -hmm like oh like you know this person you know that person and then just kind of like all right like six months later end up working with them and like turns into a bigger project yeah but then there's there's always like a lull and it's like how do i spend my time in that lull just like nothing space and it's like am i reinvesting in myself like within that space am i like like eating good am i Mm -hmm. sleeping am i meditating and then without without fail there's like this the momentum starts to pick up and then like a big wave crashes and then it's like all right now it's like that low point again and then it's like how do i fill that time up which is recording podcasts like i feel like like this is a very high priority exchange for me but in like the grand scheme of things this is kind of just like the the carrying water like like chopping wood and carrying water type of thing it's like yeah, yeah we're just kicking it here but like the impact that can it it can make in somebody else's life down the road when this podcast is listened to and more widely distributed Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh that conversation that you had with Darius I was like I recorded that three years ago when it when it gets to that person and it's like it's not for like the immediate gratification And it's Mm -hmm. like oh yeah like praise me is the one that creates (laughs) the the stage I was like no it's like this is this is like about our connection right now and investing in one another and, mm-hmm. and helping each other grow. Like the impact of it is yet to be seen. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's kind of like going back to the slow cooker process. It's like, yo, it's like, we're, we're in it to win it for exactly. the long term.
0: And when them numbers come back, light, you got to have the perseverance to persevere through that too. Like it's, I don't know. Like I said, as an entrepreneur, you learn so much about yourself, man. And it's like, like I said, I thought things were going to happen overnight. It didn't, I had a reality check and, you know, I might think I'm creating the best thing in the world, but when I give it to the world and I get nothing back, it's like,
2: mm-hmm. all right,
0: how am I going to react in that moment? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Am I going to get discouraged? Am I going to lock myself in the room? Am I going to give up? Um, but I'm learning how to persevere. I'm learning, I'm learning like how not to give a fuck what the result is. And just putting it out to the world, mm-hmm. right? And it might be three years later, like you said, where you know that thing that I thought was the hottest thing in 2017 might not pop off until 2025. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like you got to have the perseverance and the, and the fortitude and the conviction and the passion to versi- 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 i said versi- persevere through um, those moments because I've learned that nobody cares until everybody does, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like. When that nobody cares moment is happening in your life, you got to keep keep you got to keep grinding like you're a Fortune 500 company and you got investors and you you got to just keep that mindset because nobody cares until everybody does. It's just so true. It's so true. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our, our listeners? Um, Not really, man. POC is is law of attraction. You're going to see it. Um, I definitely invite everybody to join the community that is people of color, um, both figuratively and literally. And POC is going to impact the world. Like, it's going to impact the world. Like, we're going to conjure up political power. We are going to have such an immense, diverse, passionate group of people that want to change the world that we are going to change the world through clothing, through different adventures. So be looking out for POC. Um, Just know I'm grinding away. And it's gonna I'm gonna make it happen. Everything that I say is going to happen is going to happen. So, um it's just a matter of me putting in the work and you will see PLC. Period. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, Clothing dot com and people of color clothing on Instagram. Um All oh, you gotta visit a website, you'll see it. I mean, like not you'll see the website, but you'll see the vision. Oh yeah. I mean, so um and you'll see everything that we talked about in regards to the brand so um i'm trying to build something meaningful with purpose and um yeah, it's gonna happen so people of color clothing just google it and you'll it'll pop up dope well thank you darius Ain't no problem thank you for having me. <laughs> and thank you all for listening to
1: opening Presence. <music>